Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's have a great show, guys. Welcome, Survivor fans. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. Tonight is December 10th, 2015. I'm Cherry Garcia, and I thank you for being here for the Mike and the Mike show, our Survivor Second Chance Recap show hosted by Mike Albright, who is in a super fan class all his own. He's met 428 Survivor alumni, and he'll be meeting more in just a few weeks at the next finale, I'm sure. Tonight, Mike has two uh, Survivor alumni joining him on the show as he recaps last night's episode. Benjamin Wade, a.k.a. Coach, and Teresa Cooper, a.k.a. T-Bird, will be here. Coach was on Survivor three times on Survivor Token Teams, Heroes vs. Villains, and South Pacific. And T-Bird was on Survivor Africa and should have been on the current season of Survivor Second Chance, if you ask me. But obviously nobody asked me. Um, it's going to be a great show tonight, and you're invited to call in to talk with Mike, Coach, and T-Bird by dialing one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. Once you're on our switchboard, please press the number one key on your phone. Once uh, once you're on, this lets us know that you're ready to join us on air. Myself and Paul from Minnesota will be here as your co-host, and I have a feeling tonight could be a busy night. So let's say a quick hi to Paul before we get too busy behind the scenes and see what he's up to up in Minnesota. Then I'll bring up our host, and we'll get Mike on the mic underway. Paul, how are you doing up in Minnesota? Hey, Cherry. Hey, everyone. I'm doing uh, well. I'm I'm in anxious anticipation of a big uh, football game tonight. The Vikings are on Thursday night football, uh, playing down in Arizona. And after our last week's embarrassment, I'm just 
hoping that we can uh, rebound. So um, that's kind of what I've been uh, kind of (laughs) thinking about uh, as this day's gone on. Uh, So keeping my fingers crossed. Any any luck you can send our way, appreciate it, Jerry. Okay. All right. I'll send some luck your way. Play his intro and get our host up here with us. Here we go, folks. They have volunteered to be marooned for 39 days. This is their story. This is Survivor. Super fan, Mike. Mike, you're up. Mike, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, this is going to be a fabulous episode. Uh, somebody we've been working all pretty much all season. I've been talking to, trying to make the schedule work. So I'm really glad T-Bird's here. And out of the whim, working on something for one of my buddies for a Secret Santa gift. I just mentioned a coach. I, I believe he hosted the show before Bubba, by, if I have my chronolo- chronology of the show correct. And I invited that him in, correct. and he was, he was excited to come. So that's awesome. The students left last night. I didn't get to see the show till 11. Blocked myself from social media. Wasn't spoiled. Pretty Pretty stoked. And I didn't like what happened on the episode for sure, but um, – yeah, it's a great episode, and I can't wait to to dive into it with our guests. And, I, and from what I know, I think uh, Coach will be on a little bit later, and I believe T-Bird should be on any time because then we're, I guess we're going to do this old-school, new-school style. For, <laughs> unless Coach can jump in whenever he said he was going to get here as soon as possible. So He's always a busy man. We oh, know yeah. that from when he did Dragon Slayer Radio with us. All from Game of Thrones, yeah. I can't even imagine how many dragons there are still out and about that need to be slayed and, and other various activities coaches involved in. So, Game of Thrones <laughs> wasn't even on back when he did our show, I don't think. Um, but <laughs> he did Dragon Slayer Radio with us, and he was always so busy and... He would barely be making it home from either choir practice or soccer practice or something, right, Paul? Yeah, with his uh, little boy, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was yeah, a crazy juggling act. But uh, I just was going to comment, Mike, about the uh, watching something later in social media. I, I can't tell you how many times that I put off watching something and ended up getting it spoiled by being on social media. And then you feel guilty that you're not there. Oh, yeah. We were uh, well. We were really busy because all the students were checking out, so there wasn't really a lot of downtime. We were working on what's called our break list, so certain people can enter the building and certain can't. We were, I was trying to feed all the RAs. 
look for keys, deal with. We had some policy violations, so it was an exciting time, but Facebook's usually up on my office computer no matter what, just as something to jump on for a minute or two, but I was like, X, I don't want that on here. You know, I was worried because Twitter feeds come to my phone. I was like, oh, my gosh, what could happen? One of my friends could text me like, I can't believe so-and-so got voted out, but nothing happened. Got home. Got to watch a show, and about as soon as the show was done, I was able to watch the Ponderosa video almost immediately because I, I, I think the Ponderosa video is my favorite not officially released on TV thing that happens in any season, besides maybe some of the behind-the-scenes of how the show's made. Aside from that, the Ponderosa videos I just love, and this one was a doozy, I know. It's kind of bass awkward to talk about it at first, but did you guys get to see the Ponderosa video yet? For I haven't gotten this? this one yet, and I heard that it's really, really good. Um, normally, I do watch them before, t- you know, our show, and tonight, mm-hmm. I just haven't had the time, but um, like you, I think that's one of my favorite things, is the Ponderosa videos, and mm-hmm. I can't wait to see hers, because I adore her, and I hated to see her go. Um Mm-hmm. And when you think of the volatility of Abby, you're going to think she's the one that comes in there, you know, raising, raising Cain, and it's amazingly it's not Abby that gets in the fight. It's uh, the first juror, the Queen of Ponderosa, versus I'm not sure what Savage's title is. At Ponderosa, it's it's pretty high up in the uh, hierarchy, but they just got in a fight because they just, Cass hates Tasha, Tasha hates Cass, and Savage, I guess, appears to still really like Tasha. And they got in a fight about that, and then Abby made a great remark of, are you guys married? Um, oh. And she was just trying to play it off and eat cheeseburgers and ice cream and hang out and sleep with uh, Sierra. They were really excited because no one wanted to sleep with Abby. The only open bed was Kelly uh, Wigglesworth. And she was not one to sleep with Abby. But Sarah's like, oh, I love Abby. I can't wait. And it was like all this drama. And Abby caused like 1% of it. So it was shocking. To Abby to be the adult. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she she's just feisty. And even in the episode, she directly said, I like, I like to stir it up. I like to be a villain. And it's so crazy. People vilified her and Wentworth relentlessly on social media just for voting out Joe, and it's just, you know, I was funny. People were making the analogy that one of the euphemisms or expressions Dan Foley used last season was very similar to something that Joe said, but because Joe said it, I guess it was more socially acceptable if you're, like, in your early 20s and I'm hetero, but, like, a straight-up hottie. So Joe can say I wanted to punch her in the neck, but for Dan as a – a 40-year-old bigger dude to say, oh, I wanted to strangle somebody. You know, one gets thrown under the bus and one gets to ride on top of the bus like in Teen Wolf. So I don't I don't know. I just don't get that. Did you guys see that parallel or did – have you seen that on social media? Like, Abby and Wentworth are getting, like, blasted on Twitter it's and sad, uh, really. other it places. It really is. It's sad how some get, like you say, vilified and others get – that little halo over their head, you know, and they can do mm-hmm. no wrong. Yep. Do you have your guest on the switchboard now? I am very excited. So let's 
Bring up Survivor serious. royalty. <laughs> Let's do this. We have Miss Teresa T-Bird with us. Thank you so much for being here with us, T-Bird. God, thank you for having me. Survivor royalty, something about that sounds so wrong but so right. I love it's it. It's very true, dear. It's uh, Well, you're part of my favorite season, T-Bird, and I'm always going to love Africa, the season, but the cast in it I like even more. You've always been phenomenal to me. I think you were the you were at the first huge Survivor event, and so was I. And you, I think, from my calculations, you're right around the 25th Survivor I met, and uh, uh-huh. just love you. And it, your 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 heart was broken at the, uh, the the last finale, but you were so kind to Tasha and I, give us give giving us time, and I really appreciated that. So, oh, <laughs> you know, you know, the fans are what makes it all you know, so much fun, and then the fans turn into being almost like family. It's kind of mm-hmm. crazy, and that's the way That's the way I think of you and Tasha. So, you know, it's it's been a great thing. I love listening to y'all uh, start of the show, talking about the Ponderosa. I know you mm-hmm. know what y'all say it. Now, like you said, you hate to bring that up first, but I even think, too, the Ponderosa, watching the Ponderosa clips are to me, are becoming as fun as watching the show. Is that crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fantastic. And this one, Abby Maria, oh, you cannot miss it. You cannot miss it. It is priceless. Watching and she's not, even the one, she's not even the one acting crazy, which is hilarious. She's just like, hey, guys, nice to see you. And everyone's like, blows up. <laughs> well, you know what? It's funny because, you know, um, Savage and Cass have been out there now, you know, a, what, a couple of weeks, I guess. Yeah. And to see them go, you know, that the emotions are so high, even this many weeks into it, I mean, we take this game serious. So, you know, it's interesting to see what happens there. Um, but mm-hmm. I love it. I love the Ponderosa clips. You, please, you guys, don't miss that. You will love them. What was, your Ponderosa like? what was your Ponderosa like? Because from what I can gather, it was – Somewhat different, or almost dramatically different than what we've seen now from like Micronesia Honor with these videos. Was it similar? Because um, you weren't in Ponderosa long, were you? You were only there for a few days. You know, the Ponderosa videos that I've seen are just, I think, wow, is that the way it, is that the way it was? So for me in yeah. Africa, when, when I was voted out, I just went back and, and, and I was in a tent for a couple of mm-hmm. nights for the last, you know, for the last three days. And then flew out. So no, I mean it wasn't any of any of that. Mm-hmm. Where they didn't. I don't remember as soon as I came off. I don't remember being weighed. I'm sure the doctor. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, it's kind of a blur. But to see it all documented now, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. I love it. And another thing, too, big Mike, that's interesting. I mean, for us, when we were voted out, and I guess went to our Ponderosa, if you will, we mm-hmm. were. We had chaperones, so we couldn't talk with each other. We that's what I thought people. was different back in the day. Yeah, that's what, I've, yeah. that's what I've thought happened, yeah. And you know what's interesting? Because they didn't want us to to talk to tell each other what had happened while we were still there because that might change the jury vote, right? So with yep. Ponderosa now, well, for people that haven't watched the Ponderosa with Abby Marie coming off, you see what they're saying about Tasha. So I want people to watch it. I don't want to ruin that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But you feel like these same people are going to be the ones that are going to go and vote for the million-dollar winner. And mm-hmm. these all these conversations going on definitely going to change the dynamics and the vote. And, again, you hear what they're saying about Tasha, so it makes you think, well, if Tasha gets in the final three after watching Ponderosa, you're going to pretty much feel like, okay, I know, I know where this is going to go based on how these people are feeling. Mm-hmm talking about her now. So that is real interesting to me how that's changed. For sure. It seems like, and I, and I don't know for certain, but without it, you got, it's this double-edged sort of, it's so entertaining to watch, but, you know, I don't know where the line of demarcation where they switch from your style to the current style, but I think there's been powerful people that were jury members that have persuaded entire seasons and, and winners and losers because of, you know, how convincing they were as jurors. And it's it's like 12 angry men, but it's seven angry men and women. It's, it's an amazing. Hey, there's no doubt. There's absolutely no doubt that it, you know, you've got people that, again, it, and of course with second chances, you've got really strong personalities anyway. Mm-hmm. And if somebody like, for example, if you're a big fan of Savage and not such a big fan of Cass, depending on who, what they're saying about Tasha, and they're both on different sides of the coin when it comes to Tasha, then you're going to listen to that. And if, if Tasha happens to be one of the final three or whoever's mm-hmm. name comes up, and you're a pretty, pretty, pretty good attorney, if you will, if Savage is a better attorney than Cass, you know, no pun intended, but <laughs> you're right. That's going to influence all of it. It's, it's, it's crazy. So yeah. I'm kind of surprised they're letting them talk like that. But but that being said, Ponderosa clips are the best. Oh, <laughs> I love them. I've loved them. And that's another thing, too, y'all were talking about, too, when you started about how people have, you know, they've got these villain and villainized these characters. For whatever mm-hmm. reason, I, I am yet to understand why people are, are talking such trash on Whitworth. She's adorable, number one. She's adorable. She's extremely competitive. She's very likable. So I guess unless you're just a really strong, strong fan of somebody else, I don't see how Whitworth is is ruffling so many feathers because I think she's absolutely playing the kind of game that if you're a diehard survivor fan, you want to see. I love her. Yeah, she's she's done the show. Uh, I I won't I won't speak for Sherry and Paul, but I think they. They both we we all like the Wentworths, her and Dale. Um, I thought she got a raw deal. I think she's beautiful. I think she had some of the weakest credentials going into the whole your second chance process you're all a part of. And people yeah. may think she doesn't need deserve to be there and she took spots and all that kind of stuff. But I, I I think she's just a great character. She's a fighter, she's compelling and she's a beautiful woman and I so yeah, I well I don't know where well, it comes I- from. Michael, you know, I love you. It sounds like you're talking more in a personal opinion about her beauty and her beauty and her beauty. I think you said beauty. I'm not sure, but I think you said beauty uh, three or four times. She's a well, doll. Well, she's, she's the, I always thought she was the most attractive from, um, oh, shoot, San Juan del Sur for sure. It was a lot of people like Jacqueline. But, no, she's just a – well, she's right, so, beautiful the way she plays the game, too, because the way you find two – you get a lucky idol, then you get a you pull out this first time anyone's ever found an idol at a challenge. I mean that's that's a thing of beauty, so yeah. Well 
Big Mike, I, I love the, the word beauty you've used so many times and hoping we can set you up. I'm hoping I can set you up with her after it's all said and done, but I'm just telling you, as, as, a, as a survivor player, she has – I can't believe people would have questioned her being out there. To mm. me, this is just my opinion. And, and by the way, I do not know Kelly Whitworth. I have never been introduced to Kelly Whitworth. I have never mm-hmm. had a conversation with Kelly Whitworth. But to me, she is the person to beat. She is yeah. an amazing player. She deserves to be there. She deserves to get deep into the game, which obviously she has has done. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's proven that she wants to be there, and I think she's an amazing player. You know, I think yeah. she's, uh, you know, so again, people talking talking bad about her is extremely confusing to me. Now, Abby Maria, she's colorful, she's fun, she throws a lot of, mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she makes it fun for and I can see why people may be a little bit frustrated with her. Because for sure, for up, sure. She, yeah, she's messing up a lot of gameplay because she's playing with these players that are fantastic players. But I can't, again, I can't understand why they're messing up the, as you would say, the beautiful Kelly Wentworth game because she has played, a, to me, a flawless game, perfect game. Oh. I'm not a big psychologist. I'm, I might think, and I have my own hypothesis, but I think a lot of them feel, and I, from what I can gather from all my friends and people in the audience and the Internet, is they, there's a lot of people that feel you should have been there and Shane. And, and what I would think is more Kimmy or Wigglesworth, quote-unquote, took your spot. And I think a lot of people threw that upon Kelly Wentworth is they took, she took T-Bird's spot. I'm like, really? I think, you know, I don't think I, 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 I've not been a fan of, I think Kimmy's a, she's played a good game. She just personally, I just have not, you know, I didn't think Kimmy should have made it. I didn't vote for Kimmy. You know, I was very supportive of all 32 that were in the mix and I was very cagey about my picks and Sherry can speak for that when we did the season. I wouldn't release it till after this, cast has been picked because I don't want to piss anyone off because I know all you guys except for Savage you know on a relatively personal level but Kimmy I just didn't vote for and I didn't really want to see and I, she's gone against people I like in this season so <laughs> maybe that's uh, part of it I hear what you're saying but i got to tell you I, I want to say that, that that Jeff Probst and Lynn Spillman and CBS they, mm-hmm. did, their, they did their homework when they picked mm-hmm. these 30, when they picked these 32 you know, players mm-hmm. to go back. And America picked the 20 they wanted to see, and Kelly Wigglesworth was there, and Kelly were there because that's who the majority what America wanted. people wanted to see. So they should have been there. Wentworth should yep. have been there. The people that are yep. there have been there. I picked you every time I voted. Every <laughs> Me single too. time yeah. I voted, and I voted every single day. Mm. And it breaks my heart that you didn't make it on there. I just don't well, understand. I don't get it. America's dumb. But, I, I, you're being very positive about it, T-Bird, but I think America's dumb, but whatever. <laughs> no, you know what? I I'm think hoping, we got robbed. I think, the, I think the good, 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 good thing, Jerry, is that it, this has been such a popular – I mean, it's been an amazing season. Don't y'all think? I mean, it's been great. Well, it's been phenomenal for sure, yeah. I mean, I've never would say that, yeah, yeah. So because it's been so phenomenal, this is me with my fingers crossed saying, okay, if I got that close, 
the first time, maybe, just maybe I can squeak in and make it if they do it again. So, I'm hey, never say die. I'm still feeling optimistic yep. and positive. So, they have to do and, this and, again. Oh, they they're going to do another one. I'm almost certain. So, <laughs> so I'm this has been such hopeful. a great season. God, it has been. It has. It. And, and for me to watch it, and I'm watching it a little bit differently than I normally do, mm-hmm. I'm watching it like I was, I was, hey, I was supposed to be out there. And so mm-hmm. I'm watching their gameplay like I would be out there playing with them. And, again, I can't rant and wave enough about Wentworth. And mm-hmm. you guys were saying, you guys were saying something so fun and so interesting before I got on about people ha- that helped. They had talked about Joe, and they love Joe, and, of course, I love Joe, too. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. But how people that vote against Joe or do anything against Joe in the game are just like, it's just like the ultimate sin. Well, mm-hmm. it's funny because my mother, who is a huge Survivor fan, the day after Joe got voted out, my mom was appalled. And she said to me, and she wasn't kidding, she said, I can't believe Keith, I can't believe Keith didn't give him, let him win immunity. I said, Mom, are you, are you kidding me? Why would you, what are you saying? Well, because Joe is just so nice and he's trying so hard. And I'm like, Mom, why would Keith give, why? So I'm just saying my mom, who is as close to this game as, as we all are, would say something <laughs> like that. It pretty much talks talk to the fans and the population on what they think about Joe and how people yep. look at this. Like crazy, kind of look at it backwards. So I really wanted to share that story with you. I thought that was, it'd be like somebody saying to me, Teresa, you know, why wouldn't you give that, you know, give the immunity challenge Mm -hmm. to so-and-so because everybody likes them and they're trying so hard. Really, Mom, are you kidding me? (laughs) I think it relates to your season, Teresa. It's a great quote from Tom talking about Lex when they were fighting about, you know, who was stronger and all that and, Tom said to Lex, if you're going to ride around on a white horse, people are going to take shots at you. And Joe is riding around on the biggest, awesomest white unicorn, winning challenges. He's handsome. He's a good-looking kid. He's really nice. He's super to party with. He's super to probably be on an island with or whatever, peninsula or whatever they're on in Cambodia. Apparently he has a really great dad, too. His dad's (laughs) awesome. But, yeah, Joe's just – he's a great kid, but – He's too big of a threat. So when he doesn't win, you got to get rid of him. They had a chance when they when they took out Fishback before. I just, I, it's just weird. And I think the parallel that I mentioned specifically was Joe's pretty and said something, and Dan is not as pretty and said something almost similar. Now Dan had other stuff happen in his season too. That's yeah, the parallel sure I thought as a as a more Dan type guy, just physically versus you know I've never looked like Joe. Maybe down the road, got to grow my That's hair cool. out, but, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, uh, Joe is very likable, and I think that Joe, because I, before before the season started, just some little chatter I kind of heard before the game even started, before we knew he, who was going out there, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of heard some people kind of alluding to the fact that as Joe was out there again, which everybody felt pretty much sure he would be, that yeah. he should but that he should be the first one voted out. So because mm-hmm. he was such a threat and, and so likable, so that he got this far into the game says a lot, really says a lot for him for a lot, yes. of, reasons, for a lot of reasons. Oh, so, for sure. 
anyway, it's interesting. It's interesting. I feel like I'm Keith's only fan. Well, God love him. I love Keith. Keith. (laughs) You know, Keith has played his own game of Survivor, and you got to appreciate that. And he, you know what, I've been really impressed with Keith and his challenges and how well he's Mm -hmm. done his challenges. So he might act like he's an old southern boy that doesn't know what's going on, but apparently when it comes to the challenges he does, but he's doing a great job with those. He really is. And he was the first one, though, or one of the ones that's only only person that's ever won a particular type of challenge when he was able to win the reward. They were the only time that it's ran twice ever, and Keith won it both times, and he's – the oldest guy there, or it wasn't he wasn't the oldest in the cast, but he's definitely the oldest guy there now, and he's just kicking butt. Oh, I uh, think he's great. Yeah. You know what's funny? I thought it was funny last week with it kind of talks for Terry kind of talks for Keith Gay because he is such a likable guy. When he when everybody split their votes except for poor Keith, he had the only vote against. Who did he vote for? And everybody, he's like, well, I wish I'd known what's been going on. Nobody told him because he's like I said he's out there. He's yep. playing the same, he's playing the same game, but a totally different game. So it's and it's, Tasha, Tasha alienates him and then gets mad that he votes for like unless they told him to vote some way and he didn't do it. I just didn't like Tasha saying, "Well, now you know I'm watching out for Keith." Like you didn't you don't talk to him you don't work him into your plan. Uh, and then there's another quote that Tasha had during the show that. And we're a little hopping around because we're going crazy. I love talking to the cast, and we don't really – this is definitely not a linear show, and we have awesome guests on. But i got to find the quote from Tasha where she said, I think to Jeremy, that this is going to be a letdown of a season if Abby, Keith, and Wentworth make it to the finals. It'll just be a letdown to the fans and the season. And I was just – Really agitated about that, so yeah, I don't know that, how other people felt about that. <laughs> oh, there's been a lot of Twitter stuff on that, and of course, I guess I've worked so hard on that particular quote to defend Wentworth because mm-hmm. I feel like how can you how can you even think about calling Wentworth? And I here we go back to beautiful Wentworth. I can't help it. How how can you call her a goat with the way yep. she played this game? She has played again. Yep. She has played so hard. But but in, with what you're saying, absolutely for Tasha to assume that anybody out of these twenty are goats, as as again, mm-hmm. they were handpicked by CBS, handpicked by the fans. I don't think yeah. you, anybody you sit sit with is going to yeah. be a goat on this on this cast. So yeah, Tasha. That and another thing that was interesting that that Tasha said too. You know, I think what. I think what I would probably have done if I was Keith, and I'm sure it was a big slip, when he acted like, well, I don't think he acted like, I think he he forgot her name. Oh, and yeah, she got so mad about that, yeah. Well, he said, oh, what's her name? Oh, well, I don't know, what's her name? But what an insult. I mean, you know, your name is your is your identity. It's like all mm-hmm. you've got for people to know you're there. You're, and to be out there for 35 days and to and to not remember a player, I mean, a person you're out there with, that yeah. was a huge slap from, I mean, I'm sure Keith re- regrets that coming up. But I don't think, like I said, he didn't mean it. He didn't, it wasn't an, an intentional slap in the face. I think he actually yeah. forgot her name and has not paid her much attention. I think he was just so yeah. exhausted and stressed. Yeah. That it was just, 
I don't think he really forgot her name. I think it was just the exhaustion and the stress that had right. kind of mm-hmm. taken him over at the moment. And, you know, yeah. I don't think he really forgot her name. I I think it was just one of those those moments but, that you have, you know. Yeah. And it was just unfortunate. And, yeah. and I, I hated it for him. I really did. Yeah, because I feel like, I mean, you know, Tasha's comment was, you know, when probes said, you know, what do you think about not going and what do you think? And she said, it's time to go to work. Quote, it's time mm-hmm. to go to work for the ones that mm-hmm. are going back, you know, going back. Yeah. And I'm sure that was a huge thing. So I, as soon as I saw that happen and um, her make that comment, I'm like, okay, this is Keith. This is Keith's exit. His, this is his demise. He's gone yeah. tonight. I Which, thought the again, same thing. I for yeah, sure. I for sure thought so because I thought, okay, Abby Maria, they can get rid of any time. But Keith, if he keeps winning immunity, but I guess I kind of feel really what Tasha and Spencer and everybody said. Abby Maria is one of those that can mess up your gameplay completely because she is so, so, so unpredictable. So I can certainly see definitely why they decided to get her out get her out just to have more stability on what they were trying to accomplish and do out there. So mm-hmm. definitely. It's gonna be a fantastic finale, I can assure you of that. Oh yeah, and I'm fascinated by the next time on Survivor with you know, Jeff always I think he oversells everything that's on the show and I, I like it because I love the show. It's all good. But the we get the first time in thirty one seasons and I wrote down three possible things that that could be. There'll be the first time there's a 10-person jury if there's a final three. Right. There could, be a, there could be a final four people are talking about, which I think would be ultimately stupid because I don't like the final three anyway. But the right. last option that I think is the most viable, because going into from six to five players, the last time they can play their idols are Jeremy and Wentworth's last opportunity. And I think the two factions... I th- I think what's going to happen is they're both going to play their idols and all the votes were for them, and they're going to have to show us what the mechanism is for when two idols are played and no votes are valid would be my prediction. So wow. Other predictions. Wow, that's going to be incredible. Yeah. This is and what almost happened in our main challenge, and we were, I was actually talking to – the guy, John Vitea, who we does the main event, and I was going to talk to Bob Crowley, and I was like, you know right now there's – because in our game we had multiple idols in play, and hypothetically, if if the right people made the right moves, they both could have played idols and all votes would have been nullified, and we were trying to figure out, well, what's the next course of action? So talk amongst yeah. yourselves. What else do you think could happen in the finale, guys? I, I don't know. I was just going to make a, a comment uh, as you were listing off some possibilities that um, this is why I love having you as the host of the Survivor Show because I I don't know if I would have come up with that that uh, <laughs> I think I think yeah that third uh, possibility uh, I'm 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 voting for that one I think that's a good likelihood that would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Teresa, what were you going to say? I was gonna say I'm voting for that too because I can't imagine having four sitting in the, you know, sitting in the finals for votes. That would be dumb. Really, yeah. Votes, yeah. I can't see that. That's that's. But yeah, I like that what you said. It, it's. 
I think I remember I read something that Savage had said that it's just something amazing is going to happen later on, and I think this is what we're going to see. So it's going to be yeah. It's going to be hey, it's going to be a fun-filled night because how many are we left with right now? Five people. Uh, we've got we've got six right now. Six. So. I know, and what would happen is if if they do play both idols and all the votes happen to go for those two, I would imagine the remaining four people would then vote, and Jeremy and Wentworth would still be have immunity, and whoever won immunity at the challenge would have immunity, and that would leave three people that could vote. So they might have to pull rocks because it would be then an eventual tie, or they might do a challenge. I don't know what they're going to do yeah, that's for the remaining yeah, three. So. Yeah, that's going to be really, 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 really exciting. And then you feel, feel like, too, well, is it any longer than it normally is? Because they showed that it's a two-hour show. Well, now you've got a bigger jury, and you know you've got ten jurors that are going to want to say a lot, a lot of stuff. So they're going to have to cut that down. I mean, it's going to be, yep. I, I would think, a pretty fast-paced two hours before they get they're to gonna the probably cut in, They're probably going to cut into the reunion show like they did with when they did the whole you know, the last whole segment with the you're in, you're out, the, the last finale. I would imagine it's going to be like that. Yeah. When they cut into yeah. some of that, they almost have to. Yep. So, yeah, I don't even know. So what, what, who who y'all thinking are going to be sitting in the final three? Oh, I've, I got my pre- I've got my prediction of who I want in the final three, but uh, Sherry or Paul, do you have yours first? I, I, I'll... I can release mine whenever, who I want. So. Have you not released yet? I haven't said it. I haven't said who I... I've said who I, the, the people I've been rooting for, but I want it to be Wentworth, Jeremy, and Spencer. But well, that's my three. Yeah. Hmm. I want Wentworth. I'm with you. I want Wentworth yeah. up there, too. Um, I love Jeremy. Yeah. I love, yeah, you know what? I... I'm going with you, Big Mike. Those are the three I'm I'm looking for. Although you know I'm old school, so I won't. You know, I'm, my heart's there with Kimmy. Yeah. So it's kind of funny to Big Mike because I hadn't seen a whole lot of gameplay from her. Now that doesn't mean she doesn't have gameplay because I know she yeah. does. But I hadn't seen the moves like I've seen from, you know, from these other players. Yeah. So it, it's uh, I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm torn. <laughs> All right, here you go. What do you guys think? Yes. What are y'all saying? Sherry, come on. What do you say? I'm, I'm going to say Wentworth, Jeremy, and Keith. Okay. Keith's my fourth. That's a, that's very fair. <laughs> um, hey, she's, she's a Keith fan. you got to appreciate that she's going to put him in there. Yeah. I love that. Oh, that's good. Sherry has been a longstanding Keith fan. Uh, it did not surprise me. And I'm 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 leaning towards... Jeremy again, I think we all <laughs> said Jeremy. Yeah, I'm kind of with, with you, Mike. Jeremy, Spencer, but I'm going to switch it up and say Tasha. Hmm. Yeah, Tasha's my hometown girl. I love Tasha. Well, it's hard. It's hard. To, I mean, these are some awesome people out there. It's hard. It is hard. Oh, God, they are awesome. I'm. I, you know, it's hard because... Watch, but I, although, Cherry, you said you watched the Ponderosa video, right? I have not seen. Uh, I've seen oh, all you of them haven't. except for T. Abby's last night. That's the only one I have not seen. Okay. All right. So since you haven't seen it, 
I don't think if Tasha, whoever's sitting here with Tasha, good for them because uh, they're probably going to be a million dollars richer. I just don't see how yeah. Tasha can pull it out. I, I really don't. I, I, the, I think she's got a few really loyal supporters, but the, the jury that's growing there, just I don't think there's some people that really like her. Oh, uh, no, yeah. not at all. Not at all. So, you know, if if Keith was sitting there, even we're talking about if Keith, Tasha, and Jeremy, I think Jeremy takes it. Wentworth, yeah. Jeremy, and Spencer, I think Wentworth has a great shot if it's those three. But Tasha, mm-hmm. with anybody else, I think it's anybody but Tasha, unfortunately. However, shoot. She gets in that far into the game, of course. I know for all these players, nothing but winning is going to be enough. And yeah. I know Tasha is one of those two that feels the same. But to get this far into the game with a second chances with all these all-star players is, is saying quite a bit for all of them. Oh, for sure. I don't think Keith would have a chance, you know, if he went in there with Wentworth and, and Jeremy either. But just for him to have the honor of being in that final three, I think would be so awesome. He yeah, quite an incredible yeah. game for his age. And when he played his first game, he had never really watched Survivor before. We have to remember he was not, yep. you know, a yep. Survivor fan prior to going on with his son. And he has learned this game and been able to go on and play with all these younger players and learn to play the game so quickly and mm-hmm. become a student yeah. of the game and stay in with all these younger players and not get voted out, even though he is the oldest one there. Usually they're voted out so quickly. That's mm-hmm. right. And so I do have a lot of respect for him because of all those things. You know, normally the old guy gets voted out so quick. And yeah. he's been able to hang in there with all these young kids. And... I have to give him a lot of cred for that, you know. He's hanging tough. And mm-hmm. he has Cheery, that, a lot of company. Go ahead. I was going to say, Cherry, that's exactly right, just like you said with him being an older player. But I know that everything can show us or not show us a whole lot of stuff, but he never has looked like the whole time nobody has ever targeted, mentioned Keith. I yep. mean, if, if you're playing this game and you want to get to the end, isn't that the kind of position you want to be in? And I've never heard one person say anything about, wow, we need to get rid of Keith. Nobody. Yep. Nothing. He's like invisible, invisible man. Well, <laughs> Tasha wants to, which adds to Tasha's resume with me of reasons I don't like her. <laughs> Coupled with, I forgot to mention, she basically tells Abby to leave camp. So she Jeremy can talk like if you're gonna strategize, why don't you two go somewhere and talk? So she's just like, Hey, we need to talk. Can you like uh get out of here? It's like what are you Yeah that, you know, that surprised me too. Didn't Abby say something like, Are you sure you really want Are you sure you really want to do that? I'd prefer if I was here. Hey, Abby scares scares me, too, from just sitting on the couch watching it at home. I feel like she's going to throw some kind of spell out. So, yeah, I think Tasha was really, to say that, I thought, wow. Tasha was either really, really tired or really, really brave. Yeah. And she added the challenge and the trouble. That is something we've never seen. On a water challenge, there's always these safety divers. And as a super fan, I I was aware of that, but it was just – 
I did not think they'd come in that quickly because the only thing close to Tasha's uh, quote-unquote near drowning was uh, Austin and Pearl Islands, who had a similar incident. But they were just right there, ready to rock. And the, that new doctor, Dr. Joe, you know, get them, get them out there. And, you know, we had another exhaustion. These people were going, they are pushing it to the to the edge. Yeah, did y'all listen? Did y'all listen to Dalton Ross's recaps of the shows and the interviews? Uh, every Ross? now and again, yeah, I, I sometimes read them. Yeah. Well, he's an he's amazing. I mean, he's really hands on with the whole Survivor interviews before, after. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's right there. He interviewed um, Abby, and you know what Abby said? Bless her heart, God love her. What she said? <laughs> she's thinking it. She just says it. She wishes that Tasha had drowned. Oh wow. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> probably hyperbole maybe. I don't know. You never know with Abby. She's she's so sweet when she does the show, but I think that might have been true. Who knows? <laughs> I think she's a trip. I cannot wait to see Abby in like Abby's the one four days. Like, Abby's the one you definitely want to have at your party. But she's definitely not one you want to be playing Survivor with. That's for sure. But she made oh, yeah. a lot with that. <laughs> and you definitely that's... don't want to be out in the in the ocean drowning because I got a feeling Abby Maria might turn around and walk off and go into a, into another direction. She give you an arm. She'll push your head under. She's like, I'm here to help you. You drowned. Like, <laughs> here, let me help you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, without recapping this particular specifics on this, I do have a question, uh, T-Bird, about the whole second chance process. I, we were, I, you know, I don't know what you're at liberty to talk about, just getting to the final 32, and then what was it like battling it out? And I, I don't really want to labor the what was it like in the studio. I, I saw that immediately. I don't want you to have to talk about that, but that. That was weird too, but just the whole second chance journey. What walk us through that if you if you don't mind? Well, How they get. To... You know, I, I I guess I have to look back at the very beginning to to have been contacted by casting to have a shot at being one of the, the thirty two. Of course, mm-hmm. we didn't know we didn't know how many they were looking at. We didn't. You know, they keep us in the dark, which is part of the yep. game. That's it's done. So I thought, you know, four hundred plus you know, players that have played, I guess, you know, not that many players that have played to to be one of the 32 was a huge, huge honor, mm-hmm. of course, yep. of course, especially since it was, you know, 14, 15, 14 years ago. So to be, yeah. to be even thought of at my age after so many years was a huge, it was huge. Um, but, of course, once you get into the process, then mm-hmm. you want to go, you want to go, you want to yeah. go. Did I say you want to go? I sound like you talking about how beautiful Kelly Wentworth is. You want to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, getting that far into it, and you know what, guys, I bought into it. I listened to, to Rob has a podcast, which I love Rob. I love him, love mm-hmm. him, love him. I listened the day, especially just a couple of hours before they picked us up to take us over to the studio. Mm-hmm. Him, and another, him and another guy had done the um, kind of a voting where they thought the votes were going to go. Unfortunately, yeah. stupid me, had a little time to kill, so I listened to that. And they had me, like, in the number two spot 
of getting yep. a vote to go number two, right, Big Mike, number two. Yeah, and that's thinking, what we thought. That's what people thought. All right, so I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm probably not number two. Come on, let's get real. But I just have mm-hmm. to make the first ten. I just have to make the number ten or under. So I yeah. was feeling confident because I thought, Rob, you know, Rob pretty much has it dialed in, I, I figured. So I bought into that. So that probably made it even harder going in thinking, I think I might mm-hmm. happen. I think made it even more disappointing. But, you know, yeah. again, look at how many people didn't even get the chance to, didn't get the chance to be disappointed, if you will. Yeah. So, yeah. again, this many years into it, the age that I am, blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. I'm, again, because it's been so popular, I'm still hoping that maybe, just maybe, just maybe, I'll make it back out there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Of the uh, 31 other people, and this is a name of names, I don't, I want your third chance to go well, but of these 31 other people that were going, that were in the mix with you, how many of the 31 people reached out to you in some fashion? I'm just curious. And not who and who didn't, but who, like, what percentage of the people communicated. That, that are, um, let me say. Not even in or out of the well, game, just not, in general, like, was, was, did almost everyone say something, like, try to interact, or were there specific, like, a certain number that didn't even try to interact with each other? Like, I just, I'm well, curious. You know, it's funny. It's funny because, you know, I had talked with Monica and with yeah. PG. Monica and PG. And I, I talked with Varner a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, what's funny, I, then I listened to um, an interview that Shane had done, and I listened to an interview that, that, that Varner had done after he came off that, you know, Varner and Deets, Deets had reached out too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Varner, and Deets, Varner and Deets reached out. I actually talked to um, Monica and PG as well. Okay. Uh, and Cass, Cass reached out too. Cass reached out. But what, then I found out that Varner had a strong alliance, you know, going into it with, um, with Wigglesworth. Deets, Shane, mm, yeah, and I guess Savage. I didn't know what you think about them. I'm like, come on, guys, I'm old school too. They should have known the yeah, Russian African. African Island. No doubt. Yeah. They could trust me, right? I'm thinking, okay, I didn't know anything about that. So I guess I was odd man out before I even started. I don't know what that was all wow. about. But you know what? Best made plans, I'm telling you, I think, and I've talked about this several times. Y'all tell me what you think. I'm thinking that you can go in with a false sense of, you know, of security. Yep. If you go in talking to people because you know production, you know Pro's going to rearrange this game anytime he can because he can and he should. Yep. So I think you get a false sense of, of security going in if you've got these alliances. Plus, if you think you can trust these people, a lot of times, you got to play mm-hmm. the game. The, game, the game's yep. going to play around you. You have to play it as it happens. You, you can't yep. be locked into anybody going in, or you're going to ha- definitely have some hurt feelings. Pre-game deals are my favorite cast member ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but but the whole, I tell you, the first three months after coming off, it was it was interesting. It was I, I had to deal with the, the heartbreak. Mm-hmm. But then you get yep. through it and, and and I have there's no bitter feelings at all. Again, just being Great. part of that, 30, being part of those 32 people, being in such good company. And shoot, 
there were 11 other people, not, well, really just 10, because you don't want to count Mike. He, he wasn't yeah. able to go back. I was in great company. Look at the people that didn't get to go that were just as, yep. would have been just as great going also that didn't get to go. So and We talked you know, talk to you in the studio, and then everyone else was almost at the party. The one person that wasn't was old Shane, my God. I don't know how he got out of the studio that fast, but he was, he booked it, but we talked to you in the studio, but then at the after party, it was, it was so, it was so strange because a lot of the time we get to hang out with the alumni and they're just there, but those folks had, you know, just had all their hearts broken and it was hugging people and, you know, I was just like, wow, because I was especially surprised. I thought Sabrina was going to get in and Jim Rice possibly and, you know, like Natalie Tinarelli, I, no offense. I just think I thought she had no shot in the world, and that didn't surprise uh, me at all. But <laughs> Mike, you talk. Let hey, listen. You talk about beauty. She is stunning. Oh, she's she's a very oh, beautiful my. woman for sure. Oh, but her my. game wasn't very beautiful. But yeah. No. But hey, you were talking about beauty earlier. She's a, she's just you can't. I mean, I've never seen her. You know, person to person. I thought, wow, she's. She's breathtaking, yeah, for sure. She is breathtaking. Yes, she is. Absolutely. And Big Mike, I know I didn't go to the I didn't go to the party afterwards, and I know that disappointed. Big Mike, I don't know when when I saw you, I was in a I don't want to say shock, but I was basically in a whole. I don't know what place I was in. It took me a while to PTSD come out of PTSD or something, yeah. The, the the only good part about you not making it was a kiss I got from you. That was great, but, yeah, uh, it was, it was hey, so look, surreal. <laughs> big Mike, if I had known that you just wanted a, a big kiss, I would have given you my hotel room number. If I could have still made the cast, I would have given you my hotel room number. I wish so both could happen. I wish so both could happen. Yeah, next time. Third chances yeah. will make it happen. <laughs> That's right. Next chance, I'll give you my hotel room. I make the cash. You come to my room. I'll give you a big kiss. All is good. All is right. And then you head to some tropical place and win a million bucks. <laughs> I love it. See, Bert, I tell you, they, they put that list up there again for us to vote on. I promise you, I'll be voting for you every day, just like last mm-hmm. time. Yeah, and you're so I'm going to buy email accounts. I'm, I'm, I'm crowding this vote. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to figure out a way. If I have to, hey Cherry, you know a, what? Make a count or, or whatever I have to do. We're gonna get you on that show the next time. Hey Cherry, you know it's funny because I thought about that a bunch of times. I thought, okay, now T-Bird, so you got close, but you didn't get to go. Now what if you know they do it again and you get lucky enough and they choose you to be one of the thirty-two or whatever, and you don't make the vote again? Guess what? T-Bird, if you don't make the vote again the second chance, second chance, then you don't deserve to be out there because apparently nobody wants to see you play again. So, yeah, I have thought about that. I think now, second, make the third time's a charm. Time yeah, I think it'll be different. Charm. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully. <laughs> I, hope, I, hope, I hope it happens again. Hey, listen, I hope it happens again because this has been such a phenomenal season. You know, going into these seasons with the returning players from day one, you're watching, yep. knowing the personalities and the characters, because you know the new seasons, and we love the new seasons, and we're getting ready to start that what in February, with these people. I guess have been been on standby for about five years now, waiting for their season yeah. to hear. Of course, not five years, but you know it feels like it to them forever. Yep. But you know it takes a couple of weeks, of two or three, four or five weeks to start to know the characters, 
And yeah. that's the beauty of these all-star seasons. You know the characters from the start, so it makes the season exactly. exciting. From the start, you're, you're all into it, as opposed to waiting yeah. until they get down to the merge. So, yeah, I don't know. It better continue you know because exactly it, who's playing. Yeah, and they're bringing it. And I like it. No winners is always a great thing, and I hope they never do fans versus favorites again, and they do a second chance. It's better than blood versus water, and it's be- it's kind of better than a quote unquote all stars because these folks are all fighting for it, and many of these people I think would have been in some kind of a second all stars if they called it that. So yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a sure. scene. You know, you know, casting already knows what they're doing. Start, you know, because they start up with the, you know, casting process. I think in January it's in full, you know, it's yeah. a, it's a full speed because they, you know, they've got to pull it all together and get it all, you know, get it cast and get it done. So I'm sure they pretty much know what, what they've got in the works now. Was the questioning and the, and the pro- I mean, the process is probably dramatically different, but were the questions similar to? You know, the finals of Africa, where, where you asked the same kinds of things, or was it t- totally different, the whole setup, or what was it What was it like versus the old days? You mean as far as the casting process? Yeah, just like that, and, you know, I, I mean, you were probably, what was it, like a 10-day, two-week process probably for Africa, I would assume from what I know. Um, and then this, I don't know um, if this process was the same time frame. You, you know the what? finals, this, I meant. Well, actually, my difference process it really started about it was about three months because okay. contact yeah from the time you're first co- you're contacted now that doesn't mean you're going it means they're yeah. looking at you but then it, your life is turned upside down because they're looking at you so you're going to you want to do everything you can do to be av- yep. available and make it happen so it's a good three month process out of your okay. life to see if it happens so yeah, but you know what? Well worth it. I mean, we all put ourselves out there to do it because we want to do it. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't feel sorry for any of us. If, if We know what we sign up for. And even with, with the second chances, we all knew there was a yeah. chance we wouldn't be going. But, but you, know, we, you know, it's just you, you throw yourself out there hoping it's going to happen. And, you know, I'm curious how many people wouldn't go through the process again. Now, I tell you, the past, though, if you're not chosen, at least, you know, the whole world's not watching it happen and fold oh, in yeah. eyes. Now, that was a little bit interesting, I guess, but, hey, what are you going to do? I think yeah. we'd all probably do it again just for the chance, just for maybe the slight chance we get to go play again. The, the, another good part for them doing that is they showed the crowd like crazy, so I was on, I was on the TV a bunch, which was cool, and I got to cheer for the decisions America made that I liked, and the ones they didn't, I, my hand, my hand stayed on my lap. But there's some funny. <laughs> but you know what? Isn't that what makes it so exciting, though? I mean, yeah. that's just, hey, that's just the way it goes. It's kind of like, it's like the Academy Awards. You know, it's all people are sitting there, and somebody's, four people out of that category is not going to win. You put yourself out there, and that's just... Yeah, the way it goes, the way it happens. That's what makes it exciting. Hey, T-Bird, I have a question for you. I know that that, uh, we've heard that the tribal councils go 
couple hours, if not more, and we get only to see a portion of that. Uh, and I'm not sure if they were that long back uh, in Africa or not. Were they? They were. Okay, they here's were my question. Long. Here's my question. So we don't get to see a lot of it, but the jury is sitting there hearing everything for, you know, two, three hours worth of it. How many tribal councils did you attend before the final one? I'm forgetting. Just two, just two right? Yeah. No, that's, hey, that's okay. You probably weren't born yet when I played. Hey, girl, I'm I'm old enough to be Mike's dad. My father? My father? <laughs> You're old enough to be my father? Yeah. Anyway, no, I'm I'm uh, <laughs> my dad, but not yours. <laughs> I'm 64, so I'm plenty old enough. Anyway, um, no, what I was going to ask is how much of the tribal council conversation in that two, three hours uh, affects how you end up choosing who you're going to vote for, or are you just sitting there bored to death because you've already made up your mind? Oh, God. You know, I think everybody's different with that. Um, How many tribal councils did I tell? Let's see, I was voted out on day 36 of 39 days. right, and then the final... Yeah. So I sat there, yeah, I was there for, Big Tom was voted out, then Lex was voted out, so I guess two yeah. before the final, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I think you pretty much know, you're, you're playing this game with them for 39 days, so I think you got to pretty much, I think you pretty much know, I don't think anybody's really sitting on the fence unless you're, you know, doing one of those, like, we you're you're saying pick a number between one and ten or all that stuff. Yeah. And God. So, <laughs> yeah. so see for me I looked at the ten and oh you know, I knew between Mama Kim and Ethan it was gonna be Ethan. I mm-hmm. I knew if it had been if it had been Lex and Ethan, it would have been Lex. If it had been yes. Big Tom and Lex if it had been Big Tom and Lex, it'd have been Lex. So <laughs> yes. for me yes. for, Okay, you know, for Bird. me I, I, it may be a better question to ask a jury member that was like the first or second or third one on the jury, um, you yeah. know, that has not been out there for the length of time that you were. Um, I guess I'm wondering if those early jury members make up their mind by listening to those two, three-hour tribal councils. But Well, you know what? It's interesting. I may have said something differently if I hadn't been watching these Ponderosa videos. Because, again, this one with Abby Maria is very, very telling. Um, <laughs> these people talking and, and what they show. And, again, I think we, we hit on this earlier with how much influence some of these jury members have with some of the other players. So yeah. that can certainly make a difference if somebody you really like on the jury with you says, you know, hey, T-Bird, so-and-so was really this or that and really did this or that. And, and you'd be like, hmm, wait a minute. So, yeah, yeah, I think now it can – but for the most part, I think people know how they feel about people that they're out there playing with and whatever feelings they have. And I think when it gets down to the million, I would like to think when you're voting that last vote for who wins, I would like to think that you're looking at everything, who played this game. I was just going to say, as a fan, I certainly always hope that's that's the case. And – um, but I'm just wondering, is it? 
do you jury members not only deciding not not for the purpose of deciding who you're going to vote for, but as you're sitting through those two three hours, does he, does Jeff keep you on your seats? Are you constantly interested in what's going on, or do you sometimes dread? Oh God, we got to go to this tribal, and it's going to last two to three hours. I wish we didn't have. No, to. no, no. You're still so in. I mean, of course, you're hugely disappointed you're not in the game. Number one, but mm-hmm. no, you're still, you're still part of the cast. You're still part of the whole production, and it's still a big deal. I mean, you figured there's a a few of you that are already, you know, off and traveling around. Well, it was traveling around Africa when I did it. Mm-hmm. In this case, I think they traveled around Vietnam. And all you can think of, you could have been with that group that's already left. So who wants to be part of that nonsense? But I yeah. Think that but that's, I love what you're asking me, but I think when it's all said and done, and this is what I thought of, this is all I could think of, I wanted to win Africa badly. But if I can't win Africa, who do I want to represent this season? Who do I want to represent this season if it couldn't be me, who played the hardest, the best game, and who am I going to be okay with that took this title from me. And that's the way I looked at it when I voted. And I'd like to think that yeah. diehard, very A-type personalities are basically looking at it the same way. That's fair, yeah. Who do you, uh, who do you keep in contact with from uh, from your season? Are you getting to interact with, you know, half the cast, a couple people, almost everybody, or how's your interactions with the, the well, alumni? I think that, yeah, then, you know, we all went through an amazing adventure together, so we're all, mm-hmm. all of it bonded in a special, special way. And I mm-hmm. know and I feel like, and I have, can pick up the phone at any time and call, email, text any of them, or if I need okay. anything or at all. But what's so funny if you ask me who I pick up the phone and call the most, which is really comical, would be Lex. Okay, Lex my be, favorite man time. <laughs> yep. Lex would be calm. In fact, I actually went to uh, Virginia this summer. Uh, Lex goes up to Tom's for a couple of weeks in the summer. Yep, and I yep. went up, when, when all this happened with uh, the second chances and I didn't make it, I made a few life changes. Um it makes you kind of, for whatever, opens your eyes. And I thought to myself, I'm going to make a few changes. And Big Tom had been asking me to come up to Virginia for for 14 years. 14 years, yeah. For, since we got, since we, you know, played the game together. And I decided to go up there. So um, I went up there this summer and spent a few days with him and Lex. And I, I love them both dearly. They are yeah. amazing, amazing guys. But my, Big Mike, you know that. You know that. They're, they're my two I favorite. Them. I love all you guys. They're my two. They're my two favorite ever. And uh, they were up in uh, Ohio. We were yep. trying try to get those many African folks together. And I've been to old Tommy's place, and it's beautiful. The cabin, and yeah, it's it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're great. I love them to pieces. So yeah, that's who I stay in touch with the most. Okay, and I've actually emailed. I was I've been emailing Kelly all day about trying to get her up again. We were trying to get her, you know, uh, last summer for Tasha's things. But I've been emailing her, and I'm about to send her a bunch of Africa stuff to get signed. So she's doing great, and is a doctor at Northwestern. So yes. So yeah. Cool. Yeah, she's a she is a special lady. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I'm trying to think. What I, I just for an update, Coach sent me a message. He's calling 
probably in like about seven minutes. So I don't know. T-Bird, you're, we really appreciate your time. I, by no means, uh, you're more than welcome to stay as long as you want. I don't know. Have you interacted with Coach before? Have you, have you talked to Coach ever? I have never met Coach or talked to Coach. Okay. See, only that, but, but I feel like I know him. Is that crazy? Well, I, I, I want you to stick know. around as long as you can for sure then because Coach is an experience. He's a... He's awesome, so I, I want you to hear, if you can, for when he gets on, and you guys can interact a bit, so. Yeah, he's he's something else. He's he's had quite a run, hadn't he, with this survivor. He's, you know. Oh, yeah. People love Coach. He is, Coach is a very colorful character, too. He's like Abby Maria. He's very colorful. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't seem forced. It's a lot more natural, like. You know, I thought I just watched Red, uh, Redemption Island in South Pacific, where Coach I thought should have won South Pacific. But Redemption Island, I felt like Philip was like a, a copy of Coach, or like he had seen Coach's season and tried to emulate him by just being, you know. But it didn't see it didn't seem as genuine as when when Coach was just you know coaching out. So <laughs> I, that's yeah. my feeling. I don't know. Well, you know what's interesting? I think that everybody's. And I, I know this from Big Tom and from Lex. The first time you play compared to the second time you play, and I guess for a lot of people, a third and fourth, it's because it's just how many times you get to go out there. That the yep. experience, the experience is different yep. um, each time, and that you know, even Lex and Big Tom say there's nothing to even mirror the first time you played it. So mm-hmm. I think I think that's interesting. I think they told me, and I think maybe they were trying to make me feel good, too. They said, you know, T-Bird, it's, it's not going to be what you think. It's not like it was the first time. And I'm thinking, well, hey, I didn't win the first time, so, hmm. Yeah. Well, their it be- was pretty rough. I, I think you guys were so close the early seasons, and All-Stars is a is a phenomenal season. A lot of great stuff happened, but it's a hard season for me to watch just all personal I got with Rob against Lex and Tom. I, it's really, I, I I didn't like Rob for the longest time, and I'm finally friendly with Rob after so many years, just because I finally gotten over how he treated those two guys. So. <laughs> well, you know what? Isn't it funny? And, and I, I hear this, I hear it about every season when I'm watching it, where the players will say, oh, it's just a game, oh, it's just a game. Yep. And then I, I, it's funny, I reference back with Lex and when he played with Boston Rob, and you know, it's when you're playing the game, it is a game, but you're still playing. I think you play the way you live your life, and if you yeah. tell somebody you're going to do something for them, it's it's kind of like me telling you, you know, I want us to do this interview together. You just assume because I told you that that yeah. I'm going to do it, and, and I and I assume that you know I'm going to do it because I told you, and yeah. that you and that's the way. The way I think too that if if I tell you I'm going to do something, then I'm there's no reason for me to do anything but do it. Yeah. So that seems like now you know the way the game has progressed. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. You still got you know you still have mm-hmm. your quality, your your personality, and your traits about yourself that that makes the game very at times very yeah. difficult because you do it there is, yeah. there has to be some deception. Yep, and it wasn't just that 30-second conversation that some people that are anti-Lex. I mean, Lex and Rob were, like, really good friends for 
all what two years before All Stars. I mean, well, yeah. It's like if you're again, if your good friend tells you something, then you believe it. Or if if it's like, okay, tell me anything. Say I don't know what I'm going to do, but if you give me your word or a handshake or whatever. Yep. You know, it's maybe a game to, you know, if it had gone the other way, I feel quite sure Boston Rob would have felt the same way. Yeah. So we just, I'm pretty it, sure it, he would have, yeah. I mean, he was pretty happy to go lucky in Marquesas, but if he had gotten blown up in Amber and they couldn't have built their relationship, I think he'd really feel a lot different than becoming in second place. <laughs> I, I think you're right. Yeah. It's easy to say when you're sitting on that side of it. That's yeah. Sure. So, anyway, well, big night. Really yeah. <laughs> I have enjoyed talking to you. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. It's been great, and I, I was persistent, but I'm glad it finally worked out. And I, it's it was really nice to talk to you. And, and you know, we need to see each other not in LA, at the studio sometime. Yeah, we'll try to if your schedule works. You know, come up with the reality for diabetes or. Try to get down to Florida or whatever you can do. So yeah. Yeah, you know, Tasha reached out to me and sent me an email. I think yesterday, and I hadn't emailed her back, and I hadn't sent her a message back. She's so wonderful and persistent, and you know, I love that. But yeah. She had asked about about um, coming in June next year, and you know, my I haven't committed because it's, it's. And of course, she understands this about me now. If I tell you I'm going to do something, then I'm going to do follow it. Follow through. Yep. Yeah. And I'm going to make do everything I can do to make it happen. So I don't just tell you I can do something because that's what you want to hear. I've got to make sure that with my flight well, schedule and with everything six else. months away, yeah, for sure. That makes sense, yeah. So so that's what I told her last year. And, of course, last year um, I was in the middle of of the this, yeah. second chances and all that. So, you know, I'll, I'll send her a message. But I'll see you. I'll see you guys again soon. And hopefully – it won't be after a disappoint a disappointment um, in front of the world. Hopefully not. <laughs> a national television in front of the world, right? Good. Yes. Great. That was rough. If you need me for anything, you know how to get in touch with me, so you don't hesitate, okay? Will do. And thank and you so much. Gary. All right, sweetheart. Love you, sweetie, and I know I'll be talking to you soon. All right. Okay, love you, too. It was a pleasure. All right, Terry. Thank you, and I'll talk to you soon as well. I just started following you, Terry. On, I just started following you on Twitter. Yeah, I know so you're a big Twitter. I know. I know. I've got to follow Terry here, so now I am. So now I can follow you and see what you're up to. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I look forward to it, hon. All right. All right. You guys have a great night. Happy holidays and what we say in the South. Merry Christmas. Same to you. Take care. Have a very lovely Christmas and happy holidays to you, babe. Thank you. Y'all too. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye, hon. Awesome. What a I just wish you, I wish you could have gotten to talk to old coach, but, yeah, uh, Teresa's amazing, and, you know, she's a part of the, the whole character of my favorite player and the the whole mystery vote that sent Lex to the tizzy that got Lex fighting Kelly Goldsmith and, you know, that awesome challenge against Clarence and fighting it down and being the last Samburu out of all those Samburuans. You, you know, Silas is this huge muscle-bound guy, and Lindsay's tough, and, you know, Carl's, you know, talking so much smack, and Frank's a tough guy, and she just outlasted all of them. And, you know, the right scenario, 
you know, with Lex and Tom had gotten in a big enough fight towards the end, she could have sidled in who knows how deep. So what a great player. She should have been there. And this next time, America, let's make it happen. America, you have a you can your voice, let it be heard. Let's let's go. <laughs> Yeah, we've got. If they do this again, we've got to make sure she gets on there. I, I don't know how, in the world, she didn't get on there this last time. I'm gonna be less natural for sure, and I don't want to hurt any, anyone's chances. But I hope I can help sway some of these fans. If you know, I'll get behind her, her case, and you know, Nalia and John Carroll and. Some of these old school, I think they could do a great season with second chances, just old school, even pre-China. There's just so many great characters out there and great people and players. You know, it doesn't all have to be. I honestly did vote for her every single time that I voted. Me too. She was voted. Her and uh, Abby and Cass, I think, were the only women I consistently, every single time in Wentworth, because she's so beautiful and T-Bird <laughs> called me out on that, but Kelly's a beautiful woman. I would never not say that, but I, I think her game's great too. And I just like her family. And I, I didn't like how Jacqueline and John went with Missy and Baylor and pretty much destroyed their game. And I, when John said, how did you like how I played the game? I said to his face in LA at the cast hotel, I go, man, I really liked you guys, but I wish you would have worked with, the Wentworths and not uh, Missy and, and Baylor. And he's like, okay, that's fair, man. That's cool. So, yeah, I, I'm consistent and I'm I'm the man to my word, too. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that's what you got to, you got to be able to say how you feel and, and hope that they accept it for, you know, everybody has their own opinion and, yep. You, you know, you watch the game and, you know, you you see it, you know, for how you take it, interpret it, and then hopefully, you know, when they come off the, the show, they respect how you interpreted the game and you can get to know them. And just like for the people that don't, you know, aren't like, you know, mm-hmm we find out that they're very, very different people off the show and certainly give them a chance. I mean, it works both ways, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Abby, being on the show, sweet on on this show, or Mayanka and Purple Kelly, the most hated quitters, they come on here and they're both sweet and amazing and awesome. So, Exactly. I'm biding time because... At any moment, I I think the Dragon Slayer could call in. So we'll see. Um, is everyone else in the queue, or is, is everyone accounted for? No one, no one's waiting and to jump on. Everyone's right. accounted for. Um, okay. Waiting on on Coach's call. Um, one thing, and we should probably talk about this off air, but um, I'm just trying to think how we're going to do the finale because I'll be flying on Thursday, so we'll probably figure that out um, in a meeting of some sort. Probably not on the air is the best thing, but I won't land back in Columbus, Ohio until 8 p.m. on Thursday. I've got a direct flight at least, so I'm not taking a red eye or flying all day, But so we'll figure that out 
um, off right. the call, probably. Yeah. Well, I guess I could take a moment to mention to everybody that might be listening um, that we are having our annual Christmas show on Tuesday the 15th as well. Um, okay. Done by Mr. Shytown Joe. Um, and that'll be a three-hour-long show with Christmas music. And it's very, very thought out um, by Mr. Shytown Joe. He puts a lot of to this show and every song has a meaning um, and is connected to someone and is also connected to the season. So it's a very special show that he does and for our Rad Reality family. And it's a great show if you're putting up the Christmas tree or wrapping gifts or whatever the case might be. Um, but just wanted to mention that great for kids and all ages. Um, so if you're not doing anything Tuesday night the 15th, turn on the Rad Reality Show and check out our Christmas show. It's a really, really nice show. So. I'll try to. Um, what time is that coming on, did you say, on Tuesday? 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, yeah. same as all of our other shows. We're going to keep it Keep it current with all the other shows and do it at the same okay. time. <laughs> That's a few hours before the after party and it'll only be 4 o'clock in California. So as long as I'm not harassing people from this season out of the cast hotel at that time, I'll try to get in for a little bit for sure and uh, say hello to everyone. And also I'm really excited for tomorrow night because um, – the Amazing Race finale, and there was a bit of a scare last week for uh, oh the team gosh. I liked the most. The green team, they had, what is it, a, what was that, a 55-minute penalty, which has got to be one of the worst besides when everyone takes like a four-hour penalty. And I was really worried they weren't going to make it through because I've been interacting a little bit with Justin online, and, you know, they're just phenomenal. It would suck to win seven legs and then go out before the final leg. So I'm I'm really glad they made it. I so agree with you, and I'm so glad that you're a green team fan. I just Green's my I favorite think they're color. great. <laughs> I uh, I don't understand some of the people who are so negative about them. They're um, just intense, and I know Justin's. He, I never met the dude, but he, you can see the intensity, and if a super fan should be intense about all aspects of the show they love and fight it out. So, and he and Diane have been they've they've had very few little fights, but I mean, very small. They get along with the people, and the, the media, the the newscast team, they're they're cool. They seem really nice. I just don't like. Uh, the other group that's in the in the finals that came in, they won their first leg finally. The, uh, the reporters. Yeah, and yeah, I was making a job on Justin's wall. Like, you you make your job by taking pictures of celebrities. Like, and the celebrities feed off of that, but that's really what you do is you go around and take pictures of celebrities. So, way to go. <laughs> yeah. Those two have been so irritating throughout the entire race. And yep. I thought when they were U-turned that maybe that would be the end of them, and I'll be darned if they didn't make it through. 
Yeah. And I can't. Have I, can't and, oh, it might be. It might be our guy. Let's see. It's not coach. It's not coach. Okay. But we do have Jason from JTV. How are you, Jason? Hey, hey. Fine. Hello? I know you've been sick. Hi. How are you feeling? Oh, okay. Um, okay. Oh, I just, I just wanted to see... You know, a, a lot of people have talked about all the players, but I, I I just think Joe, you know, Joe played a great game. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, on my part, from seeing it as an outside fan, I just thought it was kind of sad, you know, to be taken out that way. You know, to pass out because... You had tried so hard, and, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate because, you know, he almost would have won that, but it's just. Mm-hmm. The, the hard part of that, I would, that I would say, is he's fighting so hard, but he's he's not making a really good case to not vote him out by, by playing that hard, you know. Right. Like, you, you, you think he's, he's a great guy and he's fighting hard, but. His sheer fighting that hard to knock himself out just shows how strong he is, and you know it sells the the move they had to make. I think, but I don't know what. But you think that would but. almost make an interesting season, though, if you get like the best of the best, like a like a warrior, you know, no, mm-hmm. you know, no limits capability. Yeah. Say uh. Like Malcolm, Ozzy, Joe, you know, uh, just. I think he was pretty yeah. happy though. He he got his dad on for the family night, and I think Joe was was pretty pretty happy at least in where he placed, even though he didn't he, win. Yeah, well, I I, I rooted for him the last two seasons. He's a great guy. There's no, there's no two ways about it. He's a wonderful kid. Everybody loves him, and I think he's going to go far in life. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I don't think that he had any regrets when he left there. I think he, you know, he played as hard as he could, as long as he could. He held, you know, he held off everybody from voting him out as long as he could. He knew he had a big target on his back, and he held him off for as long as he could. And he got his dad out there for family night, which is one of the and, and, and things. I, and I kind of feel like season, the season before, and it broke his heart. And he made it to that point in the season. That was his dream to get his dad out there and. Once he got yeah. past that, I think he was happy, you know, with with whatever he he did past that, and he had just been pushing his body so hard to keep himself in the game to get past that point. I think his body was just giving out, quite frankly. Yep. Um, 
but he wanted to get his dad out there so bad, and he accomplished that. And I think he was happy where he placed. I really do. Yeah. I I kind of feel like, uh, you know, um, Jeremy and Kelly have played uh, two really even games, but if I was an outside fan, or, you know, being an outside fan, I'd almost think that I I actually think Kelly had the bigger moves. I don't think who was it they voted out when she used the idol the first time. They got Savage out. Yeah, I don't think that was a good move. I, I don't necessarily it was a good move but not not necessarily you know, it could have worked with somebody that could have that were against them at the time M- would have been more against them at the time, and it's like well, Savage uh, controlled a lot of people, so I think knocking him out knocked out some people. Like we were, we were seeing Savage kind of running stuff, so that's probably why the, he was their focal point. But see, had had Kelly not used that idol, that probably would have been her lifeline. That would have been her lifeline, right? Well, yeah, but there was enough bigger threats that they went, and she was able to luckily acquire that other idol that I think she's going to use this week. I mean, I'm almost certain she'd have to use it to save herself because she can't do anything with it after Final uh, final Five. So I'm pretty she, sure she's in the Final Five regard. She'll make the Final Four regardless. But but if I was Jeremy, I wouldn't have wasted my, my idol. That wasn't a very good move, and then they then then Stephen gets the boot the next week, which was crazy. Yeah, that's what so. I'm saying. I mean, it, yeah, it was evident. Like if Joe, you know, like if Joe wins, there's like a fifty fifty percent against everybody that Joe's gonna win. If Joe wins, they're gonna turn around and take somebody else out. So yeah, that's I what think- happened. I think they knew he could win all the challenges, but if a guy like Joe gets to the end, he's going to, you know, the only big people that have won a bunch of challenges that have gotten to the end are, you know, Tom Westman or Mike, you know. So the, the people made the right move because, you know, Joe's Joe's going to destroy people if he makes it to the end. Yeah. I, 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 I love the competition, though, the, you know, the – I, I like the person that wins all the time, but then in the game, like that, it's kind of like Big Brother too, where you gotta have some type of social skill to get through. Yeah, uh, and Joe worked on his a lot. He did a lot better post merge. So, well, I think Kelly's like ten times better than she was the first, her first time. Well, I think Kelly got kind of dealt a bad hand. A lot of that, you know, she's with Dale. Who, went right at Missy, and Missy was so tight with John and Jacqueline that, you know, they're both pretty much screwed, and Wentworth had no real shot in her first season, and this season, she's probably the least threatening on paper just because of her credentials, and, you know, she battled, so. But I I honestly think that if it was Jeremy and... It would almost have to. It would be a tough call if it was Wentworth, Jeremy, and Spencer in the final three. Yeah. 
But, uh, you know, and I, I like Keith, too. But I, he's I just growing think on me. He's definitely growing on me for sure. But but I I think even with uh, Wentworth and Jeremy, it could be a tough call for anybody. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be you know, tough. And I think Spencer made a bad move by he's going against stronger players, and I, and I appreciate that the, the challenge of that, but. Spencer versus Keith and Abby, or Spencer versus Wentworth and Abby, or other combinations, he's got a lot better shot than against, you know. I kind of felt like that was the move that could have screwed Spencer over, though. Like, yeah, what he just did? What he just did, you mean? Or yeah, yeah, I don't understand that. I don't think it was very good. I don't think it's a good play because I think Jeremy's going to beat him. I think he can beat Tasha, but I don't know. And then and then Abby on herself going after Keith after that that's the only part I didn't get. They just said they were gonna take you out. Yeah. The the other side was or whatever. You know your own Spence. The other team or who was it? Kelly and them knew that Tasha was going to try to take her out, and yet she votes for Keith. She's the only per- I I just, I'm lost. Mm-hmm. Because with a vote like that, it's like, I was almost thinking, what, did she vote for herself? Because yeah. I was so lost on that vote until I watched, like, the end of it where they were showing, and I was like, she's the one that voted for Keith? Where'd that come from? Well, what people I think said in one of the interviews is uh, Kimmy, Kimmy, Jeremy, and Tasha may have told her, or Spencer may have told her that they're going for Keith, and then they were know they were going to switch it just so she didn't vote for one of them. Yeah. So. But, That's something I definitely like to see you find out. Yeah, I'm gonna be digging out in LA. I'll be asking the cast all kinds of questions because there's all these exit interviews they do, but I got my cousin's own exit interviews, and we're not in the cycle to talk to the cast until the following season from when the, one, the one they're on when we book them here. So I have all kinds of questions for the cast, and I can't wait to talk to them. Yeah. But I, I think overall, it's probably been one of my favorite seasons. A lot of surprises, some new things going on. It had, a, it had a little stronger, when they were doing more of the camp stuff, I would have said like top three, top five, but I think it's still in my top ten. It's a really good season, and people are really fighting for it. So I like I like, I like like the idols in the comp. Oh, that's that's a, that's something that I think will never not happen. Now there'll always be uh, idols at challenges, just when and where and how they do it. And I like the random clue during the challenge because you know it's kind of neat having a a randomized factor for a clue like that to to get the idol. I agree. So, yeah. Do you think well, Coach might have gotten the time confused? I. Well, no, he said he was going to call in. He said he was going to call in uh, ten minutes, and I said great. Right after that, and I said I think we'll even extend the show. So 
I think he knows the timetable. So. He must. He must be getting. He must be getting busy. You know, unexpected things coming up with him or something. But uh, um, I'm just thinking, as far as going back to talking about the hidden hidden immunity idols, or you know, in the competitions, if they continue to to do that, people will go into those comps and they'll be looking underneath. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they won't. Like, where's the Where's the rescue divers? This guy's been down for ten minutes. Where is he? I'm looking for an idol. I'm drowning. <laughs> There's got to be an idol here. I'm not going to win this comp, but I'm going to look for the idol underneath the props in the comps. You remember that that challenge when when uh, Jervis beat Kelly Wigglesworth in the rafting, and they had the part where they had to run in the woods, and Jervis kind of just was standing around and ran when he got to the beach. You can't have a car like that in the woods and somebody's like looking for the idol and not doing the challenge. And people are like, we're trying to win. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I got lost. Yeah, lost looking for the idol maybe. but <laughs> So who knows? Who knows? Well, I'm thinking, like I said, that Coach was – texting you that he'd be calling shortly, but there must have been something that come, came up and uh, um, at the last second, you know, family matters, who knows. Hopefully it wasn't pygmies, but we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully they're not in California, just in South America. I know he was tweeting last night and retweeting our tweets and he even, you know, made some of his own tweets um, saying he was going to be yeah, on our show. Yeah, it's a schedule. It's got to be just a scheduling thing or something big. So, if, well, uh, we'll wait with bated breath. I know we're we're seven minutes past, but I don't know if we're if we're going to nine or not. We'll see. I mean, I'll I'll wait it out if I can talk to Coach for one minute on air. It counts on the the official list. So. <laughs> Plus, I really wanted him to give a shout-out to my my buddy that's his secret Santa. I wanted to get him a – I sent Coach two photos for him to sign, and I was going to get him to say, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to my buddy. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't – we can try – you can try tweeting him maybe. I don't really tweet much. I, I've been sending him Facebook messages. We can try MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. I don't know. I think we could, is there anything on the show we didn't cover that you guys made notes of from uh, this week that interesting? Interesting statements or things that happened. Uh, we didn't really touch much on CM Reap. That Temple, I read in a in an online interview that I think was Jeff talking. They had to really negotiate to even go to that Temple. Um, from what I can gather, that was amazing. It's one of the only you know. I think that and then China when they were at the uh, 
was that the Shaolin Temple, or I forget which temple they're at in China that they had to probably fight and negotiate for, but weeks and weeks of negotiations, they they let them do do the event there. And it was fun watching Keith just, Keith's just such a fun guy, he was just, he didn't know what, he's like, what that? What do you think this is called? That's <laughs> like, and they 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 didn't know what to say, but they were just all moved by the experience, um, for sure. He's like, yeah. He's like, where's Keith on the shoulder of Mars or in a Cambodian temple? And it was cute when Keith, the reflective listening between Keith and Spencer, he's like, it's like Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then Spencer's like, yeah, Indiana Jones was definitely here at some point. I thought, I just thought that was a cute, cute thing. Because you get somebody like Spencer who's like the epitome of like what I would consider a modern game bot. And with Keith, says he's the, he's the biggest fish out of water, but he's really learning. He's getting his sea legs every every moment he's been in the show. And he, he was Final Four in San Juan del Sur, and I... I really think Keith can make at least match how he did his first season. Um, and from the other players left, Kimmy was a pre, 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 uh, pre-merge, pre-jury player. Spencer made it all the way to fourth, so I mean he's close. Tasha, what was she like? Was Tasha like sixth, I think, or seventh? You know, Jeremy was way back right after the merge, and. Uh, who am I missing here? It's still in it. Oh, Wentworth, yeah. So it's amazing how far Spencer and Keith have gotten. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure we'll probably see uh, either Kimmy or. Uh, Spencer, go. Okay. Or or Tasha. Well, I mean, I'm. This is the last week they can use their idols, right? Yeah, I think this is the last week they have to. They have to play it this week. They'll have to play them during the. The finale show. Yeah. I think they have to, and uh, sure he's gonna write down the, what happens in the in the in the show. But one quote I had that I'd like to get everyone's opinion on is when Jeremy was talking about Abby, saying I can't imagine being boyfriend with her, and when he said Abby is Abby a Scorpio because Scorpios are crazy. I have two at home, <laughs> so I wonder if yeah, that was I wonder Jeremy. if that, you know, Jeremy got any uh, flack from? I wonder. I, I imagine one of those Scorpios is Val, and is, is his daughter the other one? I, it might be kind of dangerous. At, <laughs> oh, and Tom, I don't know. He said that's, that's what causes him to drink. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be sitting in, with his family, probably watching that episode, and he's probably been being prepared. <laughs> to yeah, talk about it. And I don't know the Zodiac, is that, are Scorpios? I have no idea. Is that something, Jay, are you big into, into that? Do you know if, if 
if that just somebody made up or the Scorpio is crazy, I'm Sagittarius, so I don't know. I'm a Leo. Um, I don't know too many Scorpios, to be honest with you. Maybe they're all crazy and we don't hang out with crazies. I don't know. <laughs> they're... They're October 22nd to November. No, they're... That sounds right. I think that's right. Something like that. Um, I do have a, a question for Mike, the historian, so to speak. Has, okay. has there Has there ever been, I would think there has been, um, tribals where there's been two idols played? Uh, yeah, there's been a couple. I don't know all of them, but I know so probably the most famous ones were where Parvati stood up and gave idols to Danielle and to um, Jerry, I think, yeah. The first time in 31 seasons comment could not be that two idols were played at the same time. It has to be something more than that. Well, that's what I'm saying. If it If it is that, I think it would be that they happened to pick the two people that everyone voted for. That would be the new part to that. Yeah, okay. The other thing I thought of that I didn't mention because we were in such a good dialogue with Teresa is this could finally be with a 10-person jury and enough factions, depending on who the finalists are, two or three, this could be the first tie <coughs> at a final at a final tribal. But did we not – was it not a shot of Jeff – in the Cambodian tribal, or could it have been a shot of him in the tribal set on the... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It could have been either, so it could have been a tie as he's announcing the votes, and then we have no idea exactly what the what the process is for that. I would imagine if it's a final three and, and there's um, ten jury members and five vote for one person and five vote for no one, the other person... And I would imagine that the person that gets no votes would become the, the tiebreaker, but who knows? Oh, yeah, that would be <laughs> what a responsibility, though. Holy yeah, I don't know what they're going to do, but that's something I've had, you know, when they had the first even-numbered jury, I was like, there could be a tie, there could be a tie. Well, with the final three, I'm surprised since they've gone to a final three, there can always be a tie, you know, with with the third third uh, finalist, you know, getting a, a few votes. It could uh, be yeah. tied in with an odd number jury. I'm surprised it's never happened. And what I've been told is they went to the final three to stop all these blowouts at uh, tribal council. But so many times when there's been a final three, one of the people has gotten no votes and not even questions from the jury. <laughs> I think the idea to try to Making it less of a blowout has led to more blowouts, which is just, it's poetic justice, I guess, for screwing with the format of the show. Is Because the only shutout ever in a final two is uh, is JT over Steven, seven to zip. So. Jerry, have you been researching Scorpio since we've been chatting here? <laughs> October 24th to November 22nd. I mean, as far as them having certain characteristics like craziness. 
I don't think they actually say that. <laughs> yeah, if you're Scorpio, you're crazy. That's it. That's your horoscope. <laughs> it just I mean, crazy. I hear it says that they're fiercely independent, that they're able to accomplish anything they put their mind to and won't give up. Um, <coughs> well, the promo, you mentioned my birthday. You had mentioned my promo. What does it say about Sagittarius? Because my birthday was uh, eight days oh, ago, but I'm, I'm sure it's what it is. Yes. Happy birthday, by the way, Mike. Yeah, happy well, birthday, Mike. I'm 36 and still a Sagittarius. What is that? Is it, are you in the middle of a Scorpio page? I won't make you look up Sagittarius, no. but. <laughs> Let's see what it says. I'm curious what. This very accurate system says about me. <laughs> because if you okay. read all 12 horoscopes, they sound a little bit like Bad you. Drink keyword, independent, unemotional. Um, nope, that's wrong. I don't think that's you at all. No. Independent, independent Sagittarius' principle, they crave adventure and excitement and welcome change with an with open arms, Sagittarius is the yep. sign of the philosopher and the explorer. They will go as far yep. as the road will go and explore every corner thoroughly in their ever-eternal search for wisdom. Freedom is so important to Sagittarius that they will actually make decisions based on the amount of freedom that is given by the choice they have made. As a result, sometimes... A good opportunity is turned down because of its high commitment need. But yep. this is their choice, so it is a good choice for them. Sagittarius makes excellent friends because of their encouraging positive nature and their kind heart that will do anything to make sure the friend is happy. They do not expect favors in return. Their kindness is selfless. They do not interfere with others' plans, and they are never possessive, or jealous. They treat others the way they want to be treated, and life is based on a live-and-let-live policy. This makes them so agreeable. This makes Mm. them so agreeable. Sagittarius are excellent conversationalists with a good sense of humor. Sometimes their humor is the raw truth, but these people speak their minds and don't hold back anything. Very, very accurate. going to start asking people, uh, you know, if they're Sagittarius or not. That sounds like some... <laughs> no. Being unemotional, which I actually is sometimes I can be unemotional, but that, my goodness, that's very accurate. I, wow. I From what I know, what Mike, it did sound very accurate. Uh, just in case we get a last-minute call, I think we maybe should take this time to, to do your your. A part of your closing as far as the shows that are coming up so that we Oh don't... for sure, yeah. Yes, we do have um the Manic Monday show on Monday with Michelle Costa at seven PM Eastern, six PM Central. Uh there's a rumor that a couple <laughs> don't even say on, it. but I'm just gonna say that's a rumor for right now because I'm not buying it. So um then uh, on Sunday, we have Luis Gervato and the Amazing Race finale 
That's also at 7 p.m. Eastern, p.m. Central. And I can't wait to find out how the amazing race ends. I'm sad to see it end, but I know it's going to be a great finale. So the only bad thing about that is I miss Louis so bad once the amazing race ends. It's like awful because we get so used to having Louie come on and do the shows and then he goes away for quite some time and I just miss Louie, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe he'll call in I, to Michelle's show every once in a while until yeah, the amazing race he starts. He does do again. that. And I, I want to mention for any of those listening in the podcast that didn't uh, <clears throat> get an opportunity to listen to uh, – uh, last or uh, last Monday's show <clears throat> with Michelle Costa, which started off, I didn't think anybody would be able to hear her. Her voice was so terrible, but that turned into one wild and crazy show. We had like ten people that were on the phone all at once, and it was. No, we had eleven. Eleven people. It was. Wow. It was. Oh yeah, and and. Cowboy had but two of those uh, he, calls had two people at once on the yeah, same call. Yeah, Cowboy, so. his 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 girlfriend Cheryl were on the same phone, and and at any rate, it was a pretty wild show. Them recapping the uh, Toys for Tots event in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, over the uh, the weekend, and that's why she had lost her voice. But uh, we powered through it, and she powered through it, and it was quite a fun show, wasn't it, Cherry? I yes, I always prepare myself for the first Manic Monday show after Toys for Tots because I know it's going to be a wild show. And this year was certainly no different. Um, it was a great show with lots of people calling in to talk about Toys for Tots and but we've all the done fun stories that they have to share. Uh-huh. And there was a few good stories this year. Yeah, there sure um, were. <laughs> But Cherry and I do sometimes, right before the show goes live on the air, and, and Mike, you've been part of this too, where we are chatting before the countdown to uh, to live, and she came on, and over the years, we've heard her after some of these events with her losing her voice, but this was by far the worst ever. Don't you agree, Cherry? Her voice was not even... Yeah, it was gone. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and she had been like, drinking like, lemon tea and, and stuff all day trying to get her voice back, but it was just, there was no getting her voice back. She's a trooper fighting through that. Well, the funny thing was, that I think it was a show before that I called in, and I, I had seen her twice in Virginia, and she was she brought up hanging out her place for tots. I didn't want to correct her on her show, but just to make the make the record accurate, I've never been to New Hampshire or Toys for Tots, but we did hang out in Virginia. So I felt bad when ah. she was, like, saying all that stuff, and I'm like, yeah. If you listen to the recording, the vice boy, yes, is very noncommittal. So <laughs> I would embarrass her because I've never stepped foot in the lovely state of New Hampshire in my life. Remember, I've been to Virginia, but... Real quickly, before we run out of time, do I remember correctly, Mike, that at one of those Virginia events when Real Player was out there, 
doing interviews. Were you not one of the interviewers and brought your... Yeah, I interviewed uh, um, Jim, Keith, um, Ozzy, and um, Whitney. So, yeah. But did you have your, your Survivor binder with you when you were being interviewed? Um, I might have. I, I, I know I was out after the season two and did a recap article for him. I may have had just props and stuff with me. That could have been the case, yeah. And I Mike, think like the one I'm you. thinking of was was with uh, with uh, Kevin, Big Brother uh, Kevin, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was okay. hoping that for sure. So, I had questions for him too. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Mike, as if a, you'd like to send you my, go ahead, um, Jerry. I was just going to say we got to wrap her up. Yeah, what were you saying, Jerry? My, my little digital. I have a digital audio recorder. It's real small. Um, It'll fit in your pocket, your hand. It's very small, but it's a digital audio recorder. If you want to do some interviews at the uh, finale, you're going to finale. Yeah, I'm flying out Sundays. Um, yeah, if it gets here by Sunday, or you can send it to the hotel. I can send you the hotel. We'll be at too. Whatever. I know we only we only have a certain amount of time. Yeah, to get I'll it here, we'll talk but. About it. Okay. We're going to have to wrap this up, so hopefully Coach can call in um, maybe next week. Okay. Maybe Coach can host this show if I'm still flying. Old days of Coach. Who knows? <laughs> I'll be flying Coach. You guys can talk to Coach. It'll be great. We'll see. Who knows? All right. Well, Mike, I'm sorry he didn't call in tonight, um, but we're down to two minutes, so... Okay. <laughs> Old drat. I don't know what happened to him. I sent him a tweet. I tried. It's all right. I sent him some messages. Coach will be back. He's just like Bubba and all the former hosts. Don't want to do the show. I'm getting blackballed. We'll see. No. I'm just no. Well, I want to thank everybody that was here tonight. Make sure you join us for our other shows Monday, Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Um, we're going to figure out what we're going to do for next Thursday's uh, Survivor Show. Uh, we'll let you know on Twitter and on Facebook. Make sure you have a wonderful week. Keep an eye out there for our announcement about next week's Survivor Show. We'll let you know. Take care, everybody. We're going to close with Ron. Here we go. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It was a great one. I just adored having T-Bird here. Everybody, have a great night, a great week, and come back and talk to us soon. Everybody, say good night.
Good night. Huh? I think he Paul, called. Good night. Good night from Minnesota. <laughs> oh, my my phone was muted. Good night. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering what happened to you. All right, just, now we can oh, close the show. 15. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>